This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. This is Frida Liu. It's Raise Your Game. And Sheila Singham from Human Equation is here again today. And uh, she comes the last Friday of every month. And uh, what we do is we talk about uh, how she uses elements in NLP to resolve whatever's going through a person's head at the moment. And here today she's brought with her is January Lau. Uh, You will know her as a renowned dancer. I've read and seen her dancing from, you know, when she was yay high. Anyway, (laughs) uh, today's topic is setting well-formed out comes to get what you want. What's this whole thing about, Sheila? Thank you for having me back, Frida. Now, well-formed outcomes is a deeper take Mm. on the conventional SMART goals model. Right. You remember the SMART goals model where you set goals that are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and Mm time-bound. So the well-formed outcome model also adheres to that. But the thing is that you need, first of all, the first criteria for setting a well-formed outcome is that you need to state it in the positive. State what you want in the positive. Positive, and it has to be very specific. So let's say um, you know your your goal is weight loss. Mm. Uh, Actually, the very word weight loss itself uh, is something that we don't want to use because you know when you lose something, you go and look Ah. for it, right? So instead of saying I want to lose twenty kilos, you say I want to achieve my ideal weight of sixty-five kilos. Ah, Let's say so it's stating it in the positive with a focus on what you want. Mm. Yeah, so that's the first criteria of a well-formed outcome. Now, the next thing and possibly the most important part of setting this well-formed outcome is that uh, you need to have an evidence frame. Now, an evidence frame is very simply put, you visualizing what it's like to achieve that goal and then uh, ask yourself, when I get it, Mm. what will I see? What will I hear? And what will I feel? So this helps you to set up a rich sensory experience of what it's like to achieve the outcome. Now, when you have that, when you have a rich sensory experience full of sights and sounds and feelings, then it becomes very compelling. And it also opens up what we call the reticular activating system in Mm -hmm. your unconscious mind, which means that when you have a clear picture, you know, like a cinema Mm. capture, screen capture of that goal that you really, really want, what it does is that it opens up your mind um, to, to focus on all the opportunities and the possibilities that would align you towards achieving that goal. Okay. Now, is this totally within your control, you know, that is, you know, self-initiated and self-maintained, you know, how, how do you know that? Yeah, it needs to be self-initiated. You can't set a well-formed outcome mm. based on what someone else wants for you mm. because that's not compelling, right? It has to be what you really, really want and it has to be self-maintained in the sense that all the steps you take towards achieving that goal has to be initiated and produced by you. And it has to be within your control. I mean, you can't come and say, okay, my well-formed outcome is to marry a rich millionaire. Mm. Because, you know, the rich no. millionaire might not want to marry you. <laughs> so 
it's out of your control, okay? So if there's any chance that it's going to be out of your control at any point, then it's not a well-form outcome. It becomes an ill-form outcome. So then what you need to do is go and look at ways to bring it totally within your control. Mm. If if it fulfills this criteria, then, you know, you have a better chance, a high chance that you are going to achieve the well-form outcome. You know, we're laughing at this, you know, I want to marry a millionaire. But there are people who go around having these kind of statements, right? You know, uh, (laughs) what do you do? (laughs) Well, I I just tell them, you know, take your goal and fit it against this well-formed outcome model. And if it doesn't fulfill all the criteria, the chances of you achieving it are going to be very, very slim. Now, Frida, I've used this well-formed outcome model, not just individually Mm -hmm. with uh, individuals to achieve their goals, but also with corporate, uh, in a corporate setting with departments, with teams, with organizations. And I found it to be very, very powerful because then everything fits into place. It it helps to flush out what are the resources you need to achieve the goal because uh, one of the questions you need to ask yourself is what resources do I need to achieve Mm -hmm. this? So if it's an individual goal, let's say someone says, oh, I want to go and complete my master's. You know, mm. um, then you would have to ask them what are the resources they need. Now, I just tell you a story of this young lady who was very unhappy in her job and was not doing well in her job at all. And she was actually qualified. She had a degree and she was doing an administration job and she's just not enthusiastic about it. So I asked her, I asked her, what do you really, really want to do? Because clearly you're not cut out for this. Mm. And she said, I want to be a personal trainer. Mm. So I said, so how come you're not a personal right. trainer? And she said, because I need to get a, a certification. Yeah, yeah, certification. Okay. I said, so how come you don't? Ha-? I just asked her these questions. Okay. How come you don't have the certification? She said, well, I need to sign up for a course. And again, how come you don't, didn't okay. sign up for the course? She said, I got no money. Uh, yes. I said, okay, so how much money do you need? She said, the cost is 3000 I said, so where can you get the money? She said, I can borrow, but I don't want to. I said, so where can you get 3000 ringgit based on your current salary? She said, I can take a personal loan. So I said, why haven't you done it then? And she mm. said, okay, okay, Sheila, I'll go and apply for the loan. I'll find out about it. So I gave her a time frame and she came back to me and she said she'd applied for the loan. She'd got the loan. I said, okay, next step is what? Go sign up you know, for the course. So she set a well-formed outcome mm-hmm. that within one year, she would get her personal trainer certification. And, you know, I really had a big buzz because one day she called me and she said, Sheila, I just want you to be the first to know that I passed my certification test and I'm now a qualified personal trainer and I've quit my job and I've huh. gone and joined a gym. And, you know, you really feel so good that you, you just take a simple model like this and apply it to someone. Yeah. And, because it's just it's very interesting. I just had a conversation with someone like that, and mm-hmm. then it, the buck seems to stop when I don't have any money, mm. and it seems like I just stop thinking mm. about why yeah. haven't you? How yeah. can you? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So this model, by, by asking yourself what resources you need, it helps you to pinpoint what you really, really need. Whether it's finances or it's time or you know what other resources that you need to. So you can, if you don't have money, you can like work out how you can get the money. Whether a personal loan or you know a study hmm. loan or or uh, maybe how much you need to save, even if it might take you five years to save that amount, you still 
have a plan, a blueprint mm. for how you're going to achieve that well-form outcome. And what about, you said this is for an individual, what about with uh, companies and departments? What are some of the uh, outcomes or, or statements that you've come up with these companies? Well, um, I've had companies who, who talk about achieving a certain target. Mm. So, of course, they, they set the well-form outcome. But they're clearly not very happy, like teams, and they're mm. not very happy about it. They say, yeah, but it's an impossible target. So, once we fit it into the well-form outcome model, they, they get the evidence frame, then they look at the resources. And usually, the the point that, that, that the crux of it is that they don't have enough resources. Mm. So, w- using this model, they're able to flush out what are the resources they don't have. Mm. Then they can look at how they can acquire those resources or make do with what resources happen. And so a lot of times people look at it and say, Iyala, actually we can. Mm. It might take longer. So we need to go back to management and say that the time frame you've given us is a bit impossible based on these resources. So either you give us more resources so we can meet the time frame or you extend the time frame so that, you know, we can gather all right. the resources. And basically, they've just sat down and looked at the issue and then come up with the solutions as Absolutely. opposed to everybody running around with headless chokes and different objectives and Absolutely. goals. Absolutely. You, you hit it spot on. Yeah. All right. And, you know, so this setting well-form outcomes to get what you want. We'll hear January Lau's story right after this. I've been speaking to Sheila Singham from Human Equation. This is Race Again, BFM 89.9. Bring forth money. BFM 89.9. You're listening to Raise Your Game. Good morning, Frida Liu here. Sheila Singer from Human Equation here with me. She comes on the last Friday of every month using elements of NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, um, to help individuals and companies. The topic today is setting well-formed outcomes to get what you want. And she's brought a friend, January Lau, uh, who's a renowned dancer. And, you know, just based on our conversation, uh, January, you know, what was um, your story? What's your story around this? Thank you for having me and inviting me, Sheila and Frida. Last year, early last year, I was pregnant with twins and I came across this article about the transference of emotional baggage through in vitro mm-hmm. while, while the babies were still in the womb. And I, I also knew of, um, of a friend who, who did this thing where she cleansed each chakra mm. uh, based on the nine months. Mm. And by the, on the Last month, she would, uh, she she released everything and, mm. and let let live and let be sort of thing by you know um, at the end of the pregnancy. So I actually had lunch with uh, Sheila and I came to know about NLP and and um, the sessions that that she she of pr- provided. Mm-hmm. And I met up with her. I had a series of sessions and at the end of it, she asked me if I would like to f- form. Uh, to have an outcome, well-formed outcome, uh, okay. a well-formed outcome, and I said okay, and my outcome was actually to dance, okay, again. And next year I turned thirty, and I said okay, next year I would like to dance. Right, that was it. Something as simple as that, but it felt like a huge thing for me. And now it's been a year after that, a year and a half, mm-hmm. and I've already had two performances, and I leave to India on Sunday, mm. and. Yeah, I can actually see everything sort of building up and, okay. and leading towards next year, which... Okay, and it's very interesting because you say, I want to dance. And people yes. know you as a dancer, yes. but something happened something, a lot. The, ba- the babies came. The baby, well, well okay. yes, I started dancing at the age of eight. Right. So it's been a really long time, you know, and I never really 
rested. It mm. was it was always dance first, even while I was in school, college, university, everything. Dance always came first to me, um, and my family completely supported it. And I balanced everything for the longest time. And I think I was just tired. I was mm. very very tired because when you perform, you give out a lot of energy. Yeah. And you know, when you're teaching, all you're doing is just giving us everything yeah. from from within. And so yeah, I think I needed a break. Mm-hmm. Um, I got married. And then I re- I've always wanted children, so mm. I felt that I couldn't really continue until I got the kids out of the way, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> two, <laughs> so now that, yes, two. <laughs> that one go. <laughs> so yeah, so that that's how much how badly I wanted to get it out of the way and com- you know continue my dance. Uh-huh. So that's that's what happened. Okay, so and then this was I guess the realization that you wanted to dance again. Yes. And was that a difficult decision? Like I want to dance again. It was a very difficult decision because for the longest time I did not know what I wanted to do. Mm. I don't know if it's um, if it's a, a problem in mm. in my generation because I I meet lots of friends and none of us know what we want to do, mm. you know. But when I'm in university, a lot of I was very envious of my uh, my peers mm. who who knew that they wanted to be a doctor, or they wanted to be an engineer, lawyer, you know. But I never really knew what I wanted to do because dance was always so close. And, and we, I sometimes we we don't see we it. don't see what's right in front of us. And I did not. And I always wondered what else is out there. Mm. And I wanted to to experience it um, for myself. And you know, because when everything is handed to you yeah. on a silver platter, chances are you're not going to appreciate it. You mm. only appreciate things that are taken a bit further away from yeah. you, and you sort of have to, you know, because the journey is 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 also important. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so. Sheila. What were the sessions like with her? Well, she came to me because she wanted to do remedial work to clear up all her negative emotions and limiting beliefs about herself. So we did all of that and I was really really happy she came because it's a it's, it's a good thing to do you know mm. to get it all out of the way before the children come and the last session I said so Jan do you want to set a welfare outcome for your life because mm. clearly she had indicated during the sessions that dance is very important to her mm. but you know when you're pregnant with mm. twins mm. it's a bit hard to look beyond that mm. and see yourself dancing in a stage <laughs> so what I did was to set, help her set this welfare outcome and she said she wanted to go back to dance to performing before she was 30 and sort of maybe make it her life you know sort right. of her, her vocation her career so we set the welfare outcome and the important thing as I said earlier Freda was to get the person to build a rich sensory experience mm. of the image they would have. So I asked her, what would you see, hear mm. and feel? I, yeah. I made her really dwell on that and think about that and get the picture and hear the applause and the music, you know, feel that, that excitement coursing through her. And so we spent quite a bit of time on that. And then we went through the whole process. And then I asked her, oh, there's another Two questions that you know you mm. you ask. First of all, the the welfare outcome has to be ecological, meaning right. that it's got to be good for you, mm. your family, the community, people around you. So that was a clear yes with her. And then I asked her if you could take it now, would you take it? Because she looked down at her tummy and um, she said, "Yeah, I could if I would if I could, but clearly I can't." And so we had a good laugh about that. Then again, I asked her the other question. So how come you don't have it now? And some people think this is a really strange question to ask. How come you don't have it now? Like it's obvious, Uh, right? uh. But not really. Some people think about it and say, oh... Yeah, I lack willpower. Mm. You know, it really helps you to flush out what is the obstacle. 
So with her, it was clearly the fact that she's pregnant and couldn't dance. Mm. I wouldn't be able to do so for a year or so. Mm. And I said, and after that? And she said, yeah, when the kids are older and, you know, there's there's help and, and all that, she would be able to do it. So mm. we helped her to cl- create a picture of where she would start dancing. And very interestingly, she talked about somewhere in the house where I could have my kids around me. Do you remember that, no, Jeremy? No, that. she said somewhere in my house or near my house. And she had bought her new house at that time okay. so she didn't even know whether whatever house she had would have a space for that mm. but then um, I spoke to her when she said that she was going to go back and start training uh-huh. in dance and I said where are you going to be dancing she said that the basement the lowest level right. of her house she's converted it into a dance studio okay. so this way you saw here and felt it I guess I did <laughs> She forgot. <laughs> okay, but you know, so when you talk about, um, you know, this, you, you say, why can't you know? How is it that you don't have it now? Mm. Mm. Um, you know, for some people, are they valid excuses, or you know, some people they 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 are valid. They could be valid excuses. Mm. Then in that case, <clears throat> if it's out of your control then you need to work at that welfare marker mm. to bring it within your control. But for some people, it's just a way of flushing out an excuse. Like for me, Frida, for example, I've been thinking of personally of, of wanting to go and do something about my fitness. Mm. Here I am talking to people about setting a welfare mark comes in your life, uh-huh. and, you know, mind, body, soul. And here I am, you know, clearly not very excited about <laughs> exercise. So I set a welfare mark come for myself. Uh-huh. I did. And then I said, so how come you don't have it now? Uh. I said, um, because I haven't got anyone to train me. Ah. So that prompted me to pick up the phone and call my niece who's, who's engaged a personal trainer and who's looking remarkably fit and good, you know, she's getting ready for her wedding next year. Uh. And I asked her for the name of her trainer and I signed up. Right. You know, so I've, I've been going and I have, you know, moved closer to my goal of fitness mm. and achieving my, my, you know, ideal weight. I don't know at this age if I can achieve my ideal weight, la, but at least the picture. You can. You can. <laughs> you can. Hello. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I shouldn't be <laughs> saying that. I can. Absolutely, I can. <laughs> you know, just just back to, you know, when you were having this chat with Sheila, you were, you were pregnant, yes. you know, so, but... What was it? Did you was it a loss of confidence, a loss of interest? I think I think it was it was a bit of a bit of uh, a bit of everything really. Mm. Uh, there was very little confidence, mm. um, I think, because I've never really come out on my own. I've mm. always been under the umbrella of a bigger uh, dance company, bigger right. brand. You know, um, that was one. Um, you know, where do I start? How do I do this? How do I go about it? What exactly will I perform um, in terms of the dance mm. items itself? That I mean, but there were a lot of things. But now I can see that they're all excuses yeah. and they're all limiting thoughts. Mm. Um, but my husband, uh, Raymond, has always been pushing me. It, it came to a point where it became really, really annoying because he kept asking me, why aren't you dancing? Why aren't you dancing? I said, oh, you know, because this... He's like, that's just an excuse. That's just an excuse. And I'm like, okay, this is not how you work me, okay? This is not how it, it works, you know? But now now that things are going and he he, he doesn't really have to say much now, uh, he just stands at the corner and he's like, okay, good, okay. good, 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 you know? So I, I can actually see the, an, an entire shift in the way I think. Right the way I make my decisions, you know. I've also told myself not to say no to anything, mm. which has helped me 
tremendously right. as well. And sometimes we just need some clarity and some direction because otherwise all these questions are there. Yeah. But we just need to be very clear about what we want, and then the need, the question a little like boost. push, and yeah. and then the questions will get answered in the yes. process. You know, Frida, a lot of people think that you know it's just about thinking about what you want and focusing on it. Mm. But I must advocate writing this down. Mm. Writing down what you really, really want and then you know, sitting down and relaxing and creating that rich sensory experience of what it's like when you get it. Mm. Then asking yourself the questions of what resources do I need? How come I don't already have it? You know, asking yourself these questions and writing it down and looking at it over and over again. And um, I think when Jan set, January set that uh, goal, the Wellform outcome, a year plus ago, she probably didn't think that it was going to happen this fast. Mm. And I did speak to her, um, you know, a few months ago when she was um, preparing for her first uh, performance after the birth of the twins. And she was like, it's happening so fast. It's, and even in her blog, you know, she's like, it's just happening so fast. And that's what happened with, the, you know, when you said a welfare come it just kind of, it's like a river that carries you towards that destination mm. that you want. All very, right. very powerful. Thank you, ladies, for being with us. Uh, wonderful 2015 to both of you. And Thank to you, you too, Frida. Mm, I've got some goals. Uh, <laughs> Sheila Singer from Human Equation and January Lau. This is Race Game, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.